Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports Television Analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got time out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Yeah, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cook perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like people I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. It's episode 56 of the Loud Pedal Podcast here on Flow Racing. It's October 12th, and we are almost to Halloween, D. Welch, where the racing is starting to become slimmer. The All-Star season just ended. USAC's heading out west, and now they're looking for a race series director. Can you believe it? Levi Jones is heading to IndyCar in the Indy Light Series. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... uh... You know, it's a great hire by IndyCar, obviously. I mean, Levi is, um, you know, in a lot of ways kind of run the day-to-day ops of USAC for, um, you know, for a little while now. And so, you know, is obviously, uh, you know, I think we've seen his, uh, you know, his molding and emphasis on USAC and how well things have, have improved there, you know, the last couple of years. I mean, the car counts are, you know, as high as they've been. Um, you know, in a long time and the, you know, the, the schedules are, are strong and, and, you know, lots of races. And I think, um, you know, I think everybody at USAC's done, you know, done all the right things here the last few years to, you know, to kind of bolster their, uh, their reputation a little bit. And Levi has been a huge part of, of steering that ship. So, um, certainly a great hire, you know, going to be sad to see him leave USAC and, um, you know, going to miss seeing him obviously at the racetrack, but, um, you know, I think he's got all the potential in the world to to do the same thing, you know, that he did at USAC to Indy Lights and 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 strengthen that that series and that ladder system as well. So super happy for him, and um, you know, it's it's pretty neat that uh, I remember I was in the office as uh, like his first day when he came in, like as an official USAC employee, you know, which was like 2015. Um, but I, you know, I remember he came in and uh, and now he's getting hired by IndyCar, so pretty cool. He was with the club for six years, and 
Um, you mentioned a lot of the things that he had success with. One thing was executing the BC39 at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Um, to date, one of the highest performing USAC races um, you know, on flow. And also, you know, just from the get-go, the stands were packed. Every single seat was sold out. You couldn't stand. You couldn't find anywhere to watch the race at the place because everyone wanted to be there because IMS means that much to everyone. So um, Levi D. Welch was part, a major part of the execution of that event. Yeah, he was. And, you know, I think uh, I think the thing that, you know, has aided him so well in, in, in his decision making and, you know, the, the things that he's done is that he was a competitor, obviously, you know, won seven USAC championships as a driver and, um, you know, was in the sport on the other side, you know, for a long time. Um, you know, so he he kind of knows firsthand, you know, how to how to. Uh, you know, please the drivers and the teams. And that's obviously super important and, you know, has a great understanding of, of, you know, what fans want and the business side of it too, you know, obviously working, you know, driving for Tony Stewart. I mean, that's as, you know, that was as big of a, uh, you know, of a team, you know, as you could get, you know, at the time. And, and so understands the business side of things and how all that works. So, um, you know, he's, he's just a super smart guy. You know, he's, he, he understands that demographic and that, um, you know, that type of, of, racing series. And, and like I said, I think he's, um, I think he's more than ready and capable of, of taking the next step in, in his career and going to, to Indy lights. And, and, you know, I think, you know, that program obviously is, is, you know, there's probably not a lot of USAC fans or dirt track fans that pay any attention to, to Indy lights or the, you know, pro 2000 or anything like that, other than when they, you know, race at IRP with, uh, silver crown cars at night before the 500, you know, that's probably half, that's probably the only reason half the people know what they even are. So hopefully, you know, I think, um, you know, I think everybody wants to see IndyCar succeed. So hopefully uh, with Levi there and, you know, kind of a familiar face over there leading that charge, um, you know, we can get some more, some more people interested in that, that discipline as well. Will be interesting to see uh, where USAC goes from here and, and what they do. Uh, with that position, obviously, um, I think you tweeted it on the account, D. Welsh. It's going to be, you know, USAC's going to miss him badly. Yeah, no, I mean, it's there's no denying it's a huge loss for USAC, and and uh, and they, I mean, it's no secret to them. I mean, they know that too. But um, it's it's just you know, it's the next step in life for Levi. He's got you know kids and a family and a wife and you know people to provide for, and so it's only natural that he's going to you know continue to try to elevate his career, but. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's huge shoes to fill for whoever they do, uh, you know, whoever they do hire to, to, you know, take Levi's place because he did do such a great job and, and, um, you know, genuinely cared about the health of the series and, um, you know, wanted the best for it and, you know, made his decisions, you know, accordingly. So, um, you know, it's, and it's hard, it's hard to find people like that, you know, to be honest, you know, it's, it's hard to find people that, that understand it to the level that he did and, and, you know, truly genuinely care that much to, you know, to, to try to improve it. So, um, you know, I hope that, hope that they're able to find somebody like that. Let's get into our Sun Dollar Restoration hat shakes of the week brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration. Jason and Kim did not make it out to Fremont. They weren't able to make it out there. Um, they probably should be happy about that because um, we were there to like one thirty or something. Uh, the final night we went there, it, well, it rained before we got there on Friday. Um, but you know, I thought the track 
and the series did a great job trying to get the track ready on Friday. It wasn't even going to be close to being ready, and that's not their fault. It's just, it's just, um, you know, the weather they were dealt with. They got a ton of rain in a matter of uh, zero, you know, zero time. There was, I mean, it downpoured hard at two o'clock, basically, and the track was just saturated. It couldn't be fixed on Friday. Um, Saturday, they really dealt with kind of the same thing, especially in track condition. However, I. I sort of like that kind of track condition, to be honest, uh, at Fremont. It's a nice change of pace, don't you think? I mean, a bone dry slick. I know the Ohio guys like that, but it's like, let's see something different for a change. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think change is always good, you know, and in that sense and and keeps, uh, you know, keeps things keeps things interesting. You know, obviously that, you know, Ohio tracks have that reputation, so it uh I think presented a challenge for a lot of people, you know, especially the local guys that maybe aren't used to to running on that kind of track. But you saw a guy who is used to running on that kind of track uh, capitalize and, and get a win. So and uh, and that's you know, we love to see that as race fans. Yeah, so our Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week. Let's go through some of the winners. Um, Sundollar.net. You can find them. They're water, fire, mold, restoration. Um, Jason and his partner and his company do a great job of um, helping support the community there in Carmel, Indiana, and the Indianapolis greater area, fixing houses. I know they do a lot of work. They've done a, work, a lot of work on Dylan's dad's house. So um, they it's um, they do some great work. They do some great work, right? Do Welch, we can vouch for that. They do. They do. Top notch. Sundollar.net. All right. Cody Swanson, are we shocked at him winning the Raleigh Beale Classic at Toledo? We are not, D. Welch, are we? No, I mean, I, I think that was, you know, that was what everybody expected, you know, and we had, you know, Robbie and Ronnie on last week and I, you know, think they expected that, but, um, you know, pretty amazing really when you think about it, you know, a guy that wasn't even planning on running for the championship still ends up winning the championship, you know, the, on the driver's side, um, you know, obviously Robbie Rice and, and, you know, his team won the owner's championship, which is, is great. And I think, you know, equally as, as, uh, I don't even know if surprising is the right word because it's not surprising that Cody ended up winning a championship again, but it's surprising. I think that, you know, Robbie's team was the owner's champion and I think they, they even would admit that too. So, um, you know, hard to, it's hard to beat Cody on a pavement track, you know, half the time you go in there with, you know, a hand tied behind your back anyways, you know, and especially those guys just with as little experience as they all have on pavement tracks going up against the best. So, um, Sure, they were bummed they didn't get the drivers' championship, but um, you know they did get the owners' championship. Yeah, they did. I think Cody even said he was broke at the end of the race and still won. Like his Wouldn't front end was broke or something like that. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. Uh, our guest today on episode fifty-six of the Loud Pedal Podcast, Cole Macedo, won the Jim and Joanne Ford Classic at Fremont. It's one of their biggest races of the year. It's their season finale. 10 grand to win. It was with the all-star circuit of champions. It was his first all-star win. D Welch. That was a pretty big one. Yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, as, as we'll hear him kind of talk about, you know, they, there was some growing pains and stuff this summer, just, you know, as, as he kind of made the move to mid the Midwest, you know, full time for the first time and, you know, learned all these tracks and everything else. So I think it's, um, you know, kind of a good story of perseverance that, that, you know, last race of the year out here, he was able to, to get one. Dominic Selzy continued his domination uh, by winning at Moles and at Hanford. So a double feature win over the weekend for um, Dominic Selzy. He's been red hot this year. 
and um, kind of like Cole, one of the young talents up and coming into the you know national scene. He's got national eyes right now. Uh, probably my hat shake of the week, my Sun Dollar Restoration hat shake of the week is going to go to Spencer Basin and CJB Motorsports for immediately making me eat my words um, from last week or whatever week we were talking about his move over there. I basically said that, you know, McGee's stuff has been just as good as CJB's all year, but uh, they proved me wrong by beating the Outlaws by about five seconds at Port Royal. Yeah, dominated. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I'm sure that was, uh, you know, a relief in a lot of ways for, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, Spencer obviously included in that because I'm sure that was a, you know, tough decision because he obviously, won, you know, won an Outlaw race earlier this year in the 11 car, so you know, there's no denying that it's it's good stuff. Um, so I'm sure that being able to do that the way they did as early as they did, uh, you know, was a was a pretty big comforting thing. Yeah, he uh, Basin. I think he said something along the lines of "We're re- remodeling this team into the successful shape it deserves to be." And they they did have a lot of success with the Outlaws at one point. I mean, with David Gravel, they won a ton of races, and you know, Stevie Smith, and you know. They had some good years in the Outlaws, and, the, and it looks like they're getting ready to go here for the, the next year. I mean, that's a pretty big win, fifteen grand at Port Royal. Yeah, I mean, and it just helps to have you know have some stability there, you know, and and to, to kind of know, you know, for all of them, you know, to kind of know, okay, this is our guy for next year. You know, we're we can start working on it now and and getting things dialed in for you know Florida now, so that when they get down there, they're ready to go. And and I think winning you know winning cures a lot so i think that that uh you know if nothing else just kind of reassures everybody that you know they all made the right decision who's your sun dollar restoration hat shake of the week i feel like i gotta go with sunshine just because you know it's and we've talked about it a lot this year but you know i think it's it's just remarkable what they did this year um you know, to, to jump into this, this all-star deal and, and um, just be as good as they were, you know, kind of by the end of the year, you know, I think the, you know, they certainly were, um, you know, I don't want to say they didn't have a ton of competition because that's not true, but, you know, there was maybe a few guys that, you know, like I think, I think of Ian Madsen, you know, obviously was at the beginning of the year was going to be, I think their biggest challenge. And then he drops off the tour. And so you have guys like, you know, Justin Peck and, and, you know, other guys that, and Zeb and, you know, guys like that that show up and obviously didn't make it a cakewalk for him. But um, regardless, you know, I, th- I still think it's it's remarkable that, um, you know, they were as good as they were this year. I mean, they, you know, they won the Kings Royal, you know, and it's their first year really with, a, you know, with the wing full time. And um, it's no secret to anybody that watches this show or listens to this show, but that's obviously a, you know, pretty hard thing to do to just jump in a wing car for the first time and, and be that good. So, uh, and then to cap it off with a, a national championship, I think just speaks to uh, the the ability of that entire team. You know, Jake Argo and that whole group, I think, should you know be very proud of of what they did this year, and I know they are. I will be very interested to see what that team does next year. Do they go full time outlaw? They got to go outlaw racing, with, right? They have to. Do they stay with the all stars? They don't have to. We'd like to see them race on flow every night. Um, you they know, already won the championship. The what are they going to do? <laughs> Keep winning. I what mean, what else is there to here's do? My, here's my thing, and and I'm not going to speak for Aaron Reitzel because he hasn't said this to me yet. But you got to think. I mean, well, Reitzel has made comments like, "I didn't really want to be on the Outlaw Tour anyways. Like, I, I was kind of burned out. I had a great opportunity. I just took it. You know, like 
running with the all-stars is fun because you can win every race if you want to. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And, and, it's so you know, hard to win with the outlaws. No, you're right. You know, and I race if you want to. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And, and, it's so you know, hard to win with the outlaws. No, you're right. You know, and I think that there's there's something to be said for um, you know, the all stars schedule and and you know the tracks they race at and you know it's a it is a little bit it's a traveling series, but it's a little less intensive than what the outlaws require. But, you know, I think that I think that's the next natural step for them, you know, is is to prove to themselves even, you know, how good they are. You know, I mean, they've already won an outlaw race. They've already shown they can be competitive at these outlaw races. Sure, they're not going to win them all. But, you know, if you want to be the best, you got to, you know, you got to race with the best. And that's going to that's going to be a pretty good gauge of how good you really are. So, um, you know, I think they I think I mean, I don't know, you know, but I'd like to see him just try the tour and see what happens. Might as well. You got everything clicking right now. Uh, you know, you win yep. a championship in your first year. Um, you can always come back if you want to, you know, after another year, you know, if you don't like, you know, going a full year with the outlaws, but, um, he's every outlaw race we've seen him in this year. He can, he's contended or at least finished in the top 10, right? Yeah. Um, that's what I mean. Probably not, yeah. probably not every time, but he's, he's definitely been a top five to 10 car every time he's ran with the outlaws and he won the Kings Royal. I mean, He's already knocking off stuff that some of these outlaws have never even done. Yeah. I mean, and there's going to be, you know, if they do decide to do that, I mean, there's going to obviously be challenges, you know, I mean, you know, I don't think he's really raced, you know, apart from the all-star races, hasn't raced that much in Pennsylvania and, and, you know, hasn't raced that much in California. They're going to go, I saw he's going to go run trophy cup next week, which you know, will be a great, obviously test for him. But, um, you know, I mean, it's the outlaw tour. So, I mean, obviously there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a learning curve, but, I think he's shown that everything that has come his way, he's taken in stride and, and more than that, you know, has, has performed, uh, you know, exceptionally. So I think they're ready. I'm throwing out a second hat this week. Hats flying everywhere. Um, team as went what is it? 20 years or something like that. Um, without winning a race at Hobstock. Now he's won back to back midget features at Hobstock. And he actually, in the 12 races that USAC has had since 1969 at Hobstot, he was the first repeat winner. There had been there had been 12 different that. winners. I didn't I didn't realize that. Or 11 different. Well, they winners. haven't raced midgets. They haven't raced midgets there very much. So, you know, and not for a long time. I mean, I think last year was the first time they'd raced there, raced midgets there since the Hut Hundred. You know, which was like 2011 or 12. So, mm-hmm. been a while. Hats flying everywhere. Timez, who uh, we got a piece coming out with him recently. I went and visited RMS Racing in their shop, and um, he uh, he did some burnouts with me. Did you ride That's in it. the car with him? Yeah, I barely fit in that thing, but you should. He didn't have any. He, I couldn't get the seatbelt on, so this is a whole lot of man flying around that car. I was going to say, hope there was enough room in there for both of you. Team has a little guy though. He probably he probably fit. Congratulations to um, him on winning uh, his second straight, you know, Hobstop feature. We'll see him at Gateway and also the Chili Bowl on Flow. 
We are presented by QuickPits.com. It's your one-stop shop for over 350,000 national parts and accessories. From the brands you demand, truck, Jeep, auto, and ATV with fast free shipping to your door. Use promo code FLOWSPORTS at checkout. That's FLOWSPORTS for additional savings. And again, congratulations to our Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week. Um, Spencer Baston and Tyler Courtney and also, uh, you know, flying some more around for Team as uh, gets, gets a double dose. Uh, today on 56. Let's talk to Cole Macedo. He is next. This is episode 56 of the Loud Pedal Podcast here on Flow Racing. How you like me now? And we're back on episode 56 of the Loud Pedal Podcast here on Flow Racing. We're joined by Cole Macedo, a first-time Flow Racing All-Star winner in the Jim and Joanne Ford Classic at Fremont Speedway. It ended his season. Cole, congratulations on the win. Uh, I know we were talking, uh, you know, after the race. That track was really a California-type racetrack. Hammered down. It was it had a lot of rain the past couple of days before that, and uh, just seemed like really fit in your driving style there at the end of the season. Yeah, it was definitely, you know, felt like home, pretty cowboy up and uh, definitely tiring. So, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. What's been the biggest adjustment you've had to make um, now that you've raced more in the Midwest this year? I mean, just as far as, uh, you know, how different the tracks can be from night to night. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's been tough that, you know, here in California, we we kind of always have a, a curb to you know run up, up against and you, you know whenever your your car's not all there you can kind of carry it and, and just you know run it harder than other guys and just go pound the curb harder so uh, I would say that you know relying on your team and your car has been the toughest deal you know just you know Mike and Steven they do a really good job but um, yeah it's just tough you know there's always I feel like at Attica, there's, you know, it, it, the curb gets pushed over the edge most of the time. And, and you know, you, you got to rely on your car to be good enough to where you can, you know, run underneath of it and, and still make good speed. So, yeah. Those tracks can be challenging. They can be also be super slick as we saw during a sprint weekend. I mean, so first off, I want to start off. How did you meet the Linders and, and you know, obviously Buddy Cofoid ran for them and kind of did a similar situation to you where you lived with them during the summer. But how did you meet them? They're such great people. I love hanging out with them at the racetrack. Um, how did you meet those guys? So back in 2016, when Carson was racing for Keith Coons there, uh, he also raced for Craig Mintz that year in the sprint car deal, and and he got to know Linders pretty well, and and in that, you know, my whole family did. So I always kind of had a a, a little bit of a relationship with them, and then when I wanted to make the you know the step to you know pursue this racing deal and try to get to the next level, uh, you know, they were one of the first people I called. So they're uh, you know very welcoming, welcoming, and and you know. They, they told me I had a place to stay whenever I found a ride. They actually had Buddy Kofoid, uh, you know, last year still 
you know, as uh, you know, the majority of the time driver. So I couldn't drive for them, but they said if I was to find a ride, you know, I had a free place to stay and and whatnot like that. So yeah, just uh, the relationship between my brother and and uh, you know, I also they hire you know guys like Buddy, and so I knew that that was uh, a good step in the right direction. How valuable was it to you to have somebody like Carson, who had made the move? from California to the Midwest to race. Cause like, that's a, that's a big step. Right. And you know, a lot of guys, I think probably just struggle to feel confident enough in themselves to make a move like that. So how valuable was it to have somebody, your own brother to lean on and, and kind of, you know, ask for advice in, in that sense? Uh, it's huge. I, I feel like I've said it and uh, you know, a lot of interviews, you know, Carson, he, he's been there and, and done most of the stuff that I'm doing. So, Anytime I, you know, have any doubts or, or have any questions of, of what the right decision is and, and anything I'm doing out there, I can always call him or, or you know, other guys too. You know, I talked to Tommy and at Tarleton and, and, you know, guys like them to where, um, you know, I, I feel like I can always make the right decision or at least have, you know, people back in my decisions um, out there, which is huge. You know, it's... Uh, it's it's tough deal out there and and all you know all about you know being a good people's person and and making the right decisions and with rides and whatnot so yeah it's huge for sure was it a full-time thing this off season did you have a like a job that supplemented you know your racing uh, what was the the work you know life balance like with racing this year uh your, your kind of your first full summer of, of doing this thing yeah i uh you know I'm I'm not the kind of guy that that likes to just sit around. I just can't do it, you know. So I came to this, you know, this year came in with the mindset of having a little part-time job with with something, you know, something that'll give me, you know, flexible, you know, hours and whatnot to where I can still go race and and work on the car and take a day off if I needed to. So um, I, I knew that Mike and Steven are, you know, work really hard and they have a lot of people that help them out to where, uh, you know, if I, if I needed to, I can, you know, go, um, you know, whenever I could. So I, uh, I got connected there with Rich Farmer there in Fremont. He's pretty well known there. He owns like 11 Napa stores all there around there in uh, Ohio. So he gave me a little part-time job and. Uh, you know, I worked on the race car Monday and Tuesdays and, and worked for Farmer, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And, you know, whenever times got tough and we wrecked or, you know, I needed to strip the car and fix it or whatnot, uh, you know, he, he would let me off whenever I could. So, um, yeah, it was good. You got to have time to golf in there, though, too, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do. Ha you do need time to golf. I honestly, I. I golfed one time this whole entire summer. I came home for the 4th of July <clears throat> and to spend some time with the family when I spent like three days here in California. And that was the only time I golfed all year, really. I didn't even have my clubs or nothing. Uh, but yeah, I, man, I love golf. I, uh, you know, I played all through high school and honestly, it kind of got me burnt out, but uh, you know, I, I really would work and working on the race car and, you know, as much racing as we did this year, I really didn't get time to do as, as much golfing as I'd like to, you know, so, but yeah, I, it's good to get out there and, 
get your mind off racing and work and whatnot and just go have some fun. Another one on the golf game. Cole is a very talented golfer. Um, he hits the ball a long damn way, as we like to put it. <laughs> kind of like, you know, uh, <laughs> that's, he, um, I played with he, his brother Carson and Kyle Larson at a, a, a golf course that I had never played in my life, even though I lived two miles from it. I was I wasn't allowed to play on that golf course when I was younger because it took club members and uh well of course Larson got us on there and uh I didn't get to play I watched a shot video of it but he's a very good golfer and um you're better than your brother though <laughs> yeah that's good I, I like hearing that I don't really get to hear that very often so yeah I'm glad glad you said that <laughs> we'll have to rub that in his face a little bit Dylan is not very good no, I'm not, no. but I don't play very much either. So it's a hard, it's a hard game though, but it's, but I think you said it right. It's, it's, especially when you do something as, as high stress kind of as you did this year, like it's nice to be able to have something that you can do that, you know, you're good at. And, and, and like you said, kind of can distract you from everything else that's going on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, you know, I mean, you race too. I feel like the racing deal can be really stressful at times and and you know always i feel like every time i get you know a little bit of time off i'm i'm thinking about you know who could i call who could i go you know talk to and and so i kind of use that off time for that stuff and so i really don't get the time to do the golf or, or you know get my mind off things just because i'm trying to get to the next level but um you know like carson he he's he's made it right he he who runs with the role of outlaws he he's he's got everything you know going in the right direction and he has that time during the week that he can go you know spend some time golfing and not have to worry about what's going on and and uh you know i feel like that's huge at that level and he can get his mind off things and and uh you know have some fun a lot of guys want to work on the car, though, it seems like, especially with the All-Stars and those guys in Ohio. Um, is it – do you want to, you know – well, is it – first off, do you feel bad about wrecking stuff? Is that is that why you fix it, you know, in the on Monday and Tuesday? Or is it you want to have a control in how your car is set up? Yeah, so I don't want to have any control. I, I actually – I do a lot of the work on the race car – just to help out, you know, help my guys out. You know, Mike and Steven, they have full-time jobs during the week. So as much as I'm making them race, I feel like, you know, it's my it's it's my job to to make their job easier. So I I really love working on the race car. I, I me and Carson both grew up, you know, racing for Tarleton's and that was part of the deal was, you know, we we had to work on the car. We had to get it ready. If it we wrecked it, we had to fix it, you know, and I'm really glad that that's how we were raised. Um, I feel like, you know, at my level, you should work on your car. I think that you should, you know, I feel like teams really, you know, appreciate the fact that that we're working on the car and, and helping them out. And especially when we wreck, you know, you know, they, them guys, they don't want to be building race cars every week and, and fixing race cars. They, they want to go have fun. So um, whatever I can do during the week, to make their job easier or if we wreck you know if i can get that car fixed by the time they can come home you know where they can relax a little bit and 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 they you know that us being drivers 
you know, we, we need that time of, of free time and, and, and to get our mind off things. And so do they, in my opinion, you know, it, it can be, you know, stressful for them just as much as us. So, um, yeah, I feel like that's huge. So now that you're back home, right. Uh, what's, what's kind of the next few months look like for you? There's obviously still plenty of racing going on out there. So what's, what's on your agenda now? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm racing for Scott Mc or uh, Ch Chuck Kraus, Cindy Kraus, and Scott McMillan. Um, Chuck kind of took over ownership of everything this year, so um, uh, I'm racing Trophy Cup for them. And then there's like three or four or five, something like that. I I really don't have a schedule yet. It's just whatever we can hit. They're kind of a small team, so we take it week by week and and do the best we can but yeah i'm supposed to run like six or seven races here including trophy cup and and which is next weekend so yeah just some 360 stuff and and if uh you know if there's a possibility that we can find a 410 or you know run one weekend there's a chance of that too was there a point in the summer that you guys just were like down on yourselves because of the you know some of the bad luck finishes? I know the beginning of the year you guys had some great starts uh, with the All Stars at Kokomo, I vividly remember, and then also I think a Lawrenceburg World of Outlaw run. Um, but then the the grind of the summer gets tough, and you just kind of run into some bad luck out there, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It I had never raced that much in my life. Uh, you know, and we, you know, like, like Linder said, um, throughout the years, you know, we really didn't get many rainouts this year. We only rained out like three or four times. So we raced every weekend. Uh, I don't think we really had, you know, I think we had one or two where it rained out the entire weekend, but mo the majority of the season, we at least raced one time, you know, per weekend. And, and it was, uh, it was, it was getting pretty stress, you know, pretty stressful. And, you know, everybody was starting to get at each other's throats a little bit, but, uh, you know, lenders are really good at, you know, closing the door of, of the, the truck at the end of the night, no matter, no matter how the night went and, you know, being able to laugh on the way home. So, uh, you know, that, I feel like that's huge. And yeah, like you said, man, like, I feel like we, for the first half of the season, all the way up till speed week, we really had no bad luck. Like we, we, we would race and, and we'd be quick time or, or, you know, right there in the top three and then draw a good pill for the pill draw and start up front and, and run up front and not, you know, if, if we had something break, we'd find it after the races where it didn't affect us, you know, and then there during speed week, you know, them five days in a row of racing it, uh, you know, we, we put together some, some not too good runs and, uh, you know, it feel it, it seemed like the the wheels fell off the wagon there for a little bit, and we just had nothing going our way. You know, we were having brand new parts breaking and and mag boxes that just got sent back to us that were that were taken, you know, not not working anymore, and and so it it was uh it was definitely getting tough, and but you know, Mike and Steven and and the whole team, the whole RBR team, man, they. Uh, they just never stopped and they had no quit and we all worked hard to fix everything and you know switch manufacturers if if something wasn't working out and that's all part of building a new team you know also everything being new you know you know like these guys on the outlaw tour they they've spent years 
you know, going through manufacturers and finding out what's the best, you know, what's the best parts for, you know, this situation and whatnot. And, and, uh, they're seasoned, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it took a little bit, but, you know, we kind of put the wheels back on the wagon there, you know, a couple of weeks after speed week and got a win out of the way and, and, uh, got, you know, step in the right direction. And, and we really finished the, the year really strong. I feel like, um, you know, even with, the bad luck runs we had, I feel like we were the fastest car there in Ohio uh, for the majority of the year. How valuable is just that consistent seat time to you now, like as you go, you know, come back home and still have some racing to do this year, but just consistently week in and week out being in a car, like how, how much has that helped you improve as a driver this year, do you think?